You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. This your boy, the 3-5, 3 to the 5, and it's another All-American on our show. Dandy Dan. Is that me? Dandy Dan. Dan, Dan you must be the new All-American. That's right. That's what I hear. That's, that's, that's the word on the street, boys. Yeah, that's the word on the street. Hey, man, I had my... I had my ceremony Saturday. I'm, I'm mad you boys ain't show up, bro. There's a lot of <laughs> lack of support from you guys. It's okay, though. <laughs> you know, the All-American uh, brick unveiling? Well, you know, on Saturday, you know, I, I figured Dan was going to show up for both of us. You said it was going to be one person there, so I figured that was going to be Dan. <laughs> and I figured it was Ahmad. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Got to communicate better next time. Hey, yeah. it feels good to be uh, state champs out again, huh? Yeah. It's back to back. It's been a while. You know, it's been a while since we, we beat all, all both of them in the same year. Yeah, it was, what, 2008? Was that your sophomore year, Mod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2008. But, and then it's been a while, a long time before that. So, um, man, put a, uh, what is it, boy Click Clack said, put on, uh, give him another burger with some cheese on it this time? Put some cheese on that burger, bro. Yeah, fat, fat cheeseburger. All right. You know we like it. Relish. <laughs> Relish my burger, bro. It got to it be dripping with, with grease and all that. It's a Gainesville burger. You got to relish it. You know how we do Bro, it. Bro, it's, it's wild. We beat them by 23 points, and I have no doubt in my mind that we could have easily beaten them by 40 or 45 right, points. Before we get into the game, man, uh, how was y'all boys Thanksgiving weekend? Y'all ate some turkey and whatnot? Uh, I had a little bit of turkey, fellas. Um, you know, I killed the ham. You know, I told you guys okay. that before. You guys didn't yeah. want to listen to me, but uh, it was phenomenal. We went to uh, Riverview. I, I spent some time with my family down there. Okay. Uh, Got, look, it was it was endless food. I mean, as soon as one thing you know get finished, they had some another boom, another bowl of it. So yeah, yeah, it was cool. Anything was, stole the show? What stole the show this year? Anything? Any uh, any sleeper? Ah, uh, key lime pie did that thing. Yeah, mm. Mm. just like the pilgrims had. Key lime pie sound like it be <laughs> it might be the move. We ain't had no key lime pie. What stole the show at your uh, Thanksgiving day? So I was out in Texas. Um, so it's a little bit different out there, but uh, but it was good. Let's see what stole the show. Uh, I was responsible for a lot of the cooking. I don't know how I got that, that responsibility put out on me. Uh, I would say two things stole the show. One was wine. There was 14 of us, and I think there was 11 bottles of wine, a couple handles of whiskey. By the way, I need to give this plug out. When I was at the airport, uh, every single time I go to the Tampa airport, they have a, uh, a Cigar City uh, little kiosk area or a little restaurant inside the, uh, the Southwest terminal. So I go every single time. There's the same waitress that helps me every single time. Her name is joy or whatever. Super, super nice lady. She recognizes me every time. I guess that means I'm a lusher and alcoholic, whatever it is. So this time I got my same beer that I always get. And she's like, Hey Dan, do you want to get an extra shot for six bucks or whatever? I was like, no, I don't want it this time. She's like, Hey, have you ever had tried this new stuff? It's called screwball. I was like, no, I haven't, but I, I just really don't want a shot. She's like, it's peanut butter flavored whiskey. I was like, you've got my attention. So I had some boys, if I don't tell you that stuff tastes exactly like peanut butter with like a little bite of whiskey at the end of it. So, um, definitely recommend that for you guys that are looking to just kind of 
sip on something maybe a little bit different. So it's called Screwball. So there's my uh, my shameless plug unless they want to sponsor our podcast. But uh, other than that, so a lot of a uh, lot of wine, a lot of drinking. But um, uh, what stole the show? Um, maybe the game, green bean casserole. Um, you know, typical, uh, very white green traditional casserole. Green bean yeah. casserole. Green bean casserole, all homemade, uh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So if that, uh, not, I, not that don't sound appealing. Stuff. So if, if that's yeah. stole the show, not, I don't want. But it's not the it's not Campbell's soup. You know, it's not the Campbell's soup type. It's homemade, oh, okay. you know, fresh mushroom, all that stuff. You know, fresh green yeah. beans, all that stuff. You know, I'm be not, honest with you. I never, I never had a green bean casserole. I'll be honest with you, but I gotta try it. Did I have? Did I have finger foods too then, or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had uh, they had shrimp cocktail. They had a charcuterie board. They had what else did they have? Um, deviled eggs. I'm not an egg guy. Uh, they yeah, deviled eggs. Ooh, y'all had gas eggs there? <laughs> Look, <laughs> oh, what the heck got going on? <laughs> but hey, uh, I was, I was egg, deviled eggs is something you got to be like. You can't really just tell people you love deviled eggs. You just got to eat them kind of like in the corner, like the Westbrook <laughs> meme. <laughs> you seen the Westbrook gift? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how you eat devil eggs, bro. But I, bro, I don't, I don't know if we've ever talked about this in podcast, man. I absolutely hate eggs, like as themselves. If they're not like, cooked into something or baked into something, it's fine. But like eggs, like runny eggs, scrambled eggs, deviled eggs, any type of egg, hard boiled eggs, I, just, I can't do it. Yeah, we ain't getting down with that take. Um, you tripping, tripping. You're on your own. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to follow you down that alley. They're going to light your mentions up tomorrow. Hey, same, uh, same with mayonnaise. I might might as well get after all of it, right? Same with mayonnaise, pineapple. I'm here for all these takes. Pineapple. Oh, man. Who on earth don't like pineapple? I don't put it on pizza. <laughs> How you tripping, so? They bugging. I, look, I said the same thing. So my wife was like, babe, you got to try this and kind of like, Forced it on me, and I was like, "All right, let me try this." It was actually busting, bro. Pineapples? Yeah, <laughs> Y'all just not trying pineapples? What are you like? I'm on a pizza, bro. Oh, on a oh, pizza. pizza? Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that, bro. I'm, I'm yeah, trying. Bro. Somebody on this show gotta not be a serial killer, so I'm, I'm gonna keep pineapples off my pizza. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have pineapples on my pizza either. Oh man, it's funny. People are probably listening to this show, wanting the two all Americans and Dan. All of a sudden, it's in the food talk. You know? Hey, Dan's hey, hot food takes. They don't even want the food period, but let alone food takes. Hey, the peach cobbler stole uh stole the show at my Thanksgiving shenanigans, mm-hmm. man. Um, my mother in law did her thizzle with some peach cobbler. I'm not a peach cobbler dude, man, but I gave it a try. Really? And it, it, no, I, I'm not, bro. Like they okay, but it's not really one of my mm-hmm. favorite desserts. But this year, bro, I don't know. It might have it's caught up to the pecan pie a little bit. It may be right there saying. Ooh, okay. My sister put her foot into to some um, sweet potato casserole. When I first seen it, it's our okay. first time having it. So I opened the pan. I seen marshmallows, you know. So I was like, eh. Ooh. I don't know. Where's the, yam- <laughs> where's the yams? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> but it turned out to be pretty good, man. So shout out to the sweet potato casserole, man. Sleeper. Bro, my, uh, my mother-in-law put um, saltine crackers on the top of her sweet potato casserole. Needless to say, it was the the thing that was eaten the least. <laughs> Salted, dry ass salty crackers, and then baked on top. Can you imagine? No, I can't. I cannot <laughs> oh, imagine that God, whatsoever. So let's get to this. Let's get to the Florida State game. Who was at the game kicking it, Dan? How you watch the game? Since everybody I, else was uh, at the game. I was down here in uh, in Tampa. I actually watched with some of the folks at the Tampa Gator Club. 
over at uh, at American Social. Uh, it was interesting though because like part of the bar is an FSU bar. Like the inside part is um, FSU fans, and the outside part is the Gator fans. So I watched a little bit outside. Most of the game inside actually was a little chilly uh, outside. So watch the game. Uh, most of the game there. Uh, but it was rowdy, man. Um, it was wild because for the first like 10 minutes, FSU fans were all hyped because Florida scored and then they scored. Uh, but all of a sudden, Florida marched down the field again. And all of a sudden, you start seeing some people, you know, tab out their checks and everything else. And by the probably the middle of the third, there was about three FSU fans left. Uh, it, it was outstanding. It was a great way to watch. I wish it could have been in Gainesville, but flight didn't get back until about 6:30 on uh, on Saturday. It's all good, man. We had a How's beautiful Gainesville? time. It was a beautiful time, man. Um, everybody was there. Cam was there. Black was there. We all hung. Well, we didn't. Have, I didn't see black. That's what happened. I didn't see black. I just realized that. Hollywood black. We know we missed each other. Wow, was, we, 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 we went right by each other. So yeah, yeah. Opposite and, directions. And, uh, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too interested in tailgating all day. So, um, you know, mm. I, I kind of try to get out there kind of late as possible. Um, yeah, yeah, we didn't pull up to about two thirty ish, three yeah. o'clock. Yeah, we, I got, we got like, about okay. like that. Yeah, it, it was pretty fun though, man. Great time at Annie's tailgate. Everybody was out there. That Always. Was, that was somebody. TJ and the crew. Everybody, big three roll up was out there vibing. Um, let's get into this game, man. And this uh, review of the Florida State game is brought to you by Gator Kicks. Any of your custom Gator needs, holler at them boys at thegatorkicks.com. Also have the Gator Kicks on Instagram and also Twitter. Any of your custom Jordan needs, they right now they got uh, the Cyber Monday deal. I think they're running it for a couple of days, though. Fifteen uh, percent off on the Jordan fours, the blue and white joints. So, holla at them boys, man. They got some more gear coming in the mail for me, man. I can't wait for it to get here. Gator Kicks. I'm sure it's coming for me too. So. Yeah, they, yeah, they making boat shoes. They hey, said they're gonna start customizing boat shoes. Put some Chuckies on it. <laughs> my boy, my boy, I love it. Can't wait. He's gonna send you a package. So it got my face on the, on some poles. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in the insole, like when you put your feet in there, you need me. A picture. Of no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, nobody really see it but me. I can deal with that. You know, that, somebody that, else that, is that, like. That's a perception. They got it in, in the. Got you. Got you. Now they put you on a on my tongue or something like that. I can't do that, bro. Get my, pause. Get, pause. Big pause. Pause. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. Big. Big pause. Uh, <laughs> let's get into this Florida State game, man. All right. Uh, we went. They came into Gainesville. We walked the way to the tune of forty to seventeen. Uh, Dan mentioned it before. I thought it could have been a way uglier game. Should have been a way uglier game. Um, we left a lot of points on the field, but I'm not here to bicker, complain or argue about anything for this season or this game. We blew out a rival in our building, and it feels great, man. 10-2. What do you feel about the game, Daniel? Uh, it was a good game. Uh, you know, overall, uh, I like the way the Florida played. Obviously, their offense was firing at all cylinders in the first half. Uh, second half, you can tell they definitely took the uh, uh, the foot off the accelerator quite a bit. But, uh, you know, overall, stout defensive play. We're able to get to the uh, quarterback whenever we wanted to. They frustrated the, the hell out of uh, James Blackman. Uh, you know, left, uh, you know, left a couple of big plays that they were, uh, that they allowed FSU to score on that, uh, that Cam Akers run. But, you know, anytime that you can hold a team uh, to 17 points that was scoring, what, 30, almost 30 points a game uh, is, is great. Uh, I love the way that Florida played, love the intensity that they played with. 
Uh, I love that they got the seniors the ball. You know, Tyree Cleveland almost broke one of the house, but he had a great game. Uh, Frey Swain had a good game. Uh, Jonathan Grenard had a big game. Uh, so it was just awesome to see. Uh, you know, all in all, I uh, can't ask for much more. A 40-17 to 17 win. Um, you know, that's back-to-back years, and it looks like uh, Florida's going to probably have that, uh, that series lead for the next uh, – or that, uh, that series won for the next, uh, next few years. My overall thoughts on the game. Hey, man, Silk, I've been trying to tell you all season. I've been trying to tell Twitter all season. It's you can't a, tell me, bro. Uh, I already know what you're about to uh, say. Swain me. <laughs> me, Dan. You got to swain me, all right? I've been tweeting this all season. You know, my boy Swain came out. I talked to him before the game. Nephew. Swain. <laughs> so, you know, I quick word to him before the game. You know, I, I let him know this was his last one. Uh, leave it out there on the field. Um, he shook his head. I don't know if he was really listening to me or not. But whatever. Uh, he went out there. He balled. Um, the whole team, that you know, that it was a different energy on the, on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, just love those guys, you know, how they were amped up. Um, every After every drive, you know, even the ones we were scored on, we were trying to figure out what we could do better um, to keep them out of the end zone. Everybody was just in tune and tact. Uh, you know, guys were excited to be out there. Um, it was just fun. You know, it was the most recruits I've, I've seen at a game all year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, not even kidding you. Um, the recruit section was was insane. Um, the fans were insane. Um, you know, I, I, lo- I loved it. The environment was, was very dope. Yes, man. The environment was beautiful, man. Um, perfect night. Perfect day. Uh, the way, I mean, I watched the seniors come out, man, and with the parents and do the whole senior day tradition thing and that everybody does. It was just dope, man. The overall vibe in, in, of the game. Um, Dan was trying to get those seniors touchdowns. Uh, he tried to get mm-hmm. Tyree one at the end. We threw the ball on the one-yard yeah. line, and people bicker about it. But I know he was trying to get Tyree one, man. So um, good good, good game called by Dan. I don't have any complaints. Uh, Trash had an efficient game, three touchdowns, did what he do. Um, shout out to Emory did what he do, came in. Uh, he, he looked good throwing the ball. The, the few times that he threw the ball, they looked good. So that rocket step just does something different to, to defenses, man. So we'll, we'll see what it's like in the bowl game. I expect him to get more snaps. I didn't expect the run game to do much. It's the last game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, expect, I didn't expect them to come in and try to get better at the run game now. It don't make sense, too. But it did look better right. when Emory was in there. Uh, Damian Pierce got him a touchdown. Shout out to Damian. Mm-hmm. Michael P. Ryan, too, had a good senior day. Wasn't running the ball, but he caught some big ones and, and did his thing in open space. So, shout out to Michael P. Ryan. Grenard was a monster, as he mm-hmm. always is, man. Um, I'm going to miss this crew, bro. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, I wish Reese would have had some big plays this game to go out with a bang, man. But these guys been through a lot. And, and I think it's around the time. A lot of, uh, I just got, like, close with a lot of these guys on the recruiting process and all that stuff, right. man. So, it's a special group. It's going to be interesting to see who leaves early and whatnot, but right now, this is a special group. The game was dope. Yeah, there's a lot of leadership on that team, and it's probably stuff that you didn't see on the field, so there's definitely going to be a gap. You're going to need your, your players to step up next year. But, uh, you know, Florida executed well. You know, even in, you know, that 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 play that that Akers had, you know, Florida was playing a, a bunch of, the, you know, backup players. Uh, you know, but all in all, you know, looked really strong. The only time the Florida State scored except for that Akers run was on their two you know, designed, um, you know, drives, you know, the first drive of the game and then the first drive after halftime. So, you know, Florida looked really strong. Um, 
you know, they, they Tommy Townsend tried to get himself one in the last play in the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> the ball ball play on the, uh, the nine T squared almost trying to take one to the crib. He seen, <laughs> he seen, he seen, he seen Tony get loose, bro. He's like, oh, let me yeah. try that real quick. It's my last. It's my last go around in the swamp. See if I can break one on. Dude, the best part about that was he obviously gets tackled. Florida turns the ball over, and then FSU loses yards. It's incredible. Florida had better field position after that than they would have, uh, you know, before. But uh, you know, really, really proud of this group of guys. Uh, you know, big shout out to Gadari- uh, to Kadarius Tony too. I know that he's not a uh, not a senior, and, and hopefully he'll be back next year. But he had a hell of a game. This is probably you know the game that he was looking for all season. You know, ton yeah. of uh, a ton of great moves. You know, almost broke a couple really long plays. You know, almost broke a you know a couple touchdowns too but uh he played really well and then Kyle Trask you know 300 plus yards uh you know really played well you know Florida just dominated that game uh the way that they're supposed to so um you know I love it we'll get we'll get into it a little bit more some of the stats of this game well hell you guys want to go over some of them now yeah you go off before you get to the stats I yeah. want Ahmad to explain one thing real quick uh Ahmad there's a couple of times people bickering about the DB play and CJ uh, not CJ Henderson um yeah, CJ Henderson. Yeah, CJ yeah. Henderson on the slant on the slant routes. Explain the coverage on the slant routes and, and and what was going on. So the average fan that doesn't know anything about ball and just cheers, you, they can so, know what's happening. So what they were doing, um, I think I'm not sure. I can't remember if they play action or not. Um, I think they did on that that first. RPO. I think, yep. So it was like a it was like a, like an RPO or play action. So where they fake it to the running back. What that does is, um, it, it drew our safety up. Um, we were in like kind of somewhat of a bracket coverage, I think. So um, the safety had the inside help, corner got outside. Now that corner is relying on that safety to be there on the inside for him. You get what I'm saying? So uh, when they play action, I think Sean Davis ran up on a play action. He bit. And then, you know, uh, uh, Terry had, you know, ran a slant and then, you know, kept it kept it vertical. Um, but, you know, CJ definitely was expecting and relying on the safety to be inside and he wasn't because he bit on the play fake. Okay, Dan, let's get into these stats. All right, so we're going to do this section. It'll be kind of stats and like a dandy Dan or dandy facts type of section. But Two uh, birds, one stone. Like yeah, it. that's right. So this is, there's going to be a couple that I want to go over here, and, and I think that they're super important. I think they add some context into things uh, as well. So uh, Florida had 11 250-plus yard uh, passing games this season, which is more than they've had the last three seasons combined. They had 11 this season. They had eight in the last three seasons combined. So obviously Florida's, you know, throwing the ball a lot better. Uh, this is the, um, they had 32 passing touchdowns, which is the most that they've had since 2008. Um, and this might, if they, if they throw for more than two more in the bowl game, that'll be the third most they've ever had in a season. Um, most passing yards they've had in a season since 2001. Um, Kyle Pitts is the first time a Gator has had more than 50 receptions in a year since Antonio, or uh, yeah, since Antonio Callaway did in 2016. Kyle Trask, yards per attempt this season, is going to rank fifth all time, tied with Rex Grossman in UF history for yards per attempt. The Michael P. Ryan's going to finish his Gators career unless he scores uh, in the bowl game, 28th all time in scoring, ahead of Jeff Ste- Jeff Dems, Chris Rainey, Seattle face, and so give. Him credit where he needs, uh, where he's due. Uh, the Gators only had 40 punts this season, which is the fewest that they've had since 2009. Um, and then this is the biggest stat, and I think that this is why Florida's 10 and 2. Uh, they only allowed teams 
uh, to score 20 of the 31 times here in the red zone this season, which was number one in the country, uh, which is crazy because last year they're 116th in the country. So to be able to completely flip, uh, you know, that, um, you know, that stat in the red zone is huge. So big shout out to them. Uh, Florida, uh, was undefeated at home this year. They ranked number one in fewest points allowed at home and they beat opponents at home at an average of 39.5 to 5.5. So a bunch of dandy facts for you right there, but, uh, you know, hell of a season for these guys and uh, looking forward to see what they can uh, continue to do. Okay, right now, as of today, on Monday night, we, we as we're recording, there's no playoff committee rankings. But in AP poll, we're in number 17 right now. Not a bad spot at all going into uh, conference championship week. Yeah, no. Um, I, I think that, you know, Florida sits pretty. It all really just depends on how much they value Auburn's win over uh, over Alabama. It all depends on what they rank Alabama. I mean, Alabama just doesn't look like the same team without Mac Wilson or uh, with Mac Wilson instead of Tua. Uh, so I'm not really sure what they're going to do. You know, I think if you look at records and the team that Florida's beat, uh, you know, Florida of the teams in the top 10, have, you know, have beaten opponents with the best combined records. So, you know, I think Florida deserves that uh, New York six, uh, New Year's six bowl game. I absolutely agree with you. Um, We'll see how it plays out with these championship weeks. The Bama fell to nine, so in AP poll. So apparently, to the press, uh, we have better wins, and we beat a team that beat them. So it, it held some weight. Dan politicked a lot in his post game about uh, spots in New Year's Six game. I hope we get the Orange Bowl because I want to pull up, and it's in South Florida. All right, this is my favorite part of the show. Guests of the week, brought to you by Brown Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, holler at my man Greg, 954-589-2204. I know we do these. I do these read all the time. I do it on Victory Roll-Up. I do it on Stadium Miguel. But hit Greg up. You know what I'm saying? Greg going to take care of you. If it's homeowner's insurance, if you got a, a, a trailer you putting your lawnmowers on, anything you get need insured, holler at my man Greg, 954-589-2204. Solid guy, solid business, man. Support the people that support us. Big coverage. You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Joining us for the first time on Stadium and Gale is two-time national champion, running back, NFL running back, Keystone Moore. Keystone, how are you today? I'm good, man. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on, bud. Uh, Keystone, so let's start from the beginning. Obviously, you're from, from Arlington, Texas, here, right outside of Dallas and Fort Worth. How'd you end up in Gainesville and in, uh, in committing to the Gators? Uh, I mean, why not? You know what I'm saying? Uh, in general, <laughs> it's really what it comes down to. Why not? The best SEC uh, team out there. But uh, me, you know, I'm originally, you know, from Texas and everything. I'm actually from the Irvin, uh, Irvin, Texas. Uh, we call it a crooked eye uh, out here. But so it's more the DFW. I actually moved to Arlington um, for high school. I was kind of upset about it, but I mean, it ended up working out good for us. But how I got to Florida, it was. Uh, huh? Y'all recruited in high school. I get it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, got, got recruited in high school. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we we went out to you know it's every you know it's big out here in Texas. You know how we do it out in Texas. Everything bigger out here. You know how it is, but uh, but no, uh, 
but no, nah, you know, you coming from Lakeland. Come on now, I'm talking about recruiting. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> talking about recruiting. He coming from Lake. Come on now. To you, bro. That's no. That's like sound like a default number. You know what I'm saying? Like,
Oh yeah, yeah my bad. Tony Dorsett yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. what are we talking about? What so, where are you at? Where you, so, who was so, the best thirty-five so, player? Who, who were thirty-five? Amar Black. Amar Black. That's <laughs> no, who is that? You <laughs> <laughs> can't even say him. <laughs> um, uh, doesn't even know another another player that wore 35. 35. <laughs> oh man, my bad, Black. Bro, I set you up. I, 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 I tried to set. Hey, Kmo. That's a soccer. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, no, 35, man. He thought he was playing. He thought he was playing basketball. He was going for Durant. Oh. <laughs> he thought he was playing basketball. Oh, we playing football? Oh, I thought I was playing basketball. Right on the street. Hey, hey, more. What's good? Durant, hey, more. Uh, What's good? Uh, earlier, you talked about uh, leaving your comfort zone and going from uh, Texas to Gainesville. Uh, explain to us what type of difference of South that was and how was that experience? The experience from coming from Texas to Florida? Yeah, what was the culture like? What was the difference in culture? I mean, total different culture from, from Texas. I mean, you got to think about, I mean, I came from the city. I ain't come from the country. You know, everybody think, you know, Texas country in general. I ain't come from the country. I'm straight city, city boy. So, um, you know, coming from, come from, and then going out to, to that area, you know, just dealing with, and I'm going to speak more about, you know, the, the talent. Uh, rather than anything else, um, going to Florida. So in Texas, I mean, it's big football. You know, we we all fundamental. So you know, you come in and we homebred. I mean, our, our, our middle schools are crazy big. You know what I'm saying? Look like colleges out here uh, in Texas. You know, the middle schools, the the high schools look like you know college teams and stuff like that. Just because they put into the football program. You go to Florida, they don't got the big stadiums and you know they don't got the the weight rooms they got pure talent is what like the florida guys got it's pure talent and then if the pure talent gets the right coaching then it's like shoot you know like whoo you know they get some some people behind so we were as texans we was coached a lot of the people you know if they were coached the proper way they had the best coach and they can't really you know propel past that because they kind of reached the peak and sometimes some people didn't get the right coaching so they can you know still they still have progress they can still move forward because of the work ethic and the talent can get them to where they need to but a lot of the when i saw a lot of the florida people just were pure talent and didn't have the right coaches when they came in the college and actually got the real coaching and stuff is a little different the speed is a little bit different we had some you know some fast people you know what I'm saying? I ran, you know, 4-3, and then obviously, you know, you got the dips, and then the rainies that come in to run the 4-2. I'm like, shit, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm fast. You know, and then you come in 4-2s, and that's pure talent. You know what I'm saying? That's not, you know, true, you know, that's not all technique. I mean, obviously, you got some Olympics. Obviously, they had some technique uh, down to, I mean, dips is a track star uh, when it comes down to it. But, I mean, it's just the, the actual different talent, the 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 breed um, and, and Florida, the speed uh, in general, just a different, you know, culture. And then thinking about, you know, culture in general, you know, I got out of Texas because it was only, you know, it wasn't a lot of diversity when I first came out of uh, Texas. 
Um, and now, I mean, it's totally different than how it was when I first got out of here. But in Florida, there was a lot of different diversities. Um, and that's something I wanted to see. I wanted to see something different, uh, you know, not the same, you know, people around. I just wanted to see, you know, something just totally different. And again, I wasn't used to the beaches and stuff. There ain't nothing in Gainesville, but it's, you know, right down the street. You got Jackson Beach. Uh, you know, you got all these, you know, different things. You got Miami. And been just different experiences uh, in general. So, that that was something that you know kind of helped me, and I like that. I like the difference. I like the challenges. I like that stuff. You know that 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 motivates me. I like those things. You know to just get out the coming because I know I'm growing. That's a different now. It's a second home. You know to me. I'm in Gainesville every single month. My daughter's still there, so I'm there. I was there last week, um, so I, I'm there every single week in Gainesville. Sorry, not week, but every month. Here's the talk. You know, we we, we spoke about the speed. Um, and, and I was speaking on that um, actually at the game um, on Saturday yeah. night. And I know, uh, you know, the guys on the, on the, on the show all, always hear me speak about special teams. Um, talk oh, yeah. about special teams and how the importance of special teams. I know um, we got a, we got a few guys that's teeter-tottering that may go pro and whatnot. Um, but talk about the importance of special teams and how, how, how being on special teams can help you make that team. Also talk a little bit more because, you know, the other night I, I mentioned our kickoff team. When we won 2008 oh. National Championship. Yeah. Oh. People don't know how fast yeah. that team yeah. was. Come I, I on now. I, I think what, what, the slowest person was like a 4-4 on nah, a kickoff, wasn't it? It, it was me, but. Well, so like a 4-9. Yeah, like a 4-9. That's why I was the safety dude. Like a taco club. But you was in the back. But nobody got the black, though. He was in the backpack. Yeah, nobody got there. Yeah, special teams. The thing is, you know, in high school and stuff, you know, you were the best player. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, Urban is the one. He, You know, Urban, you know, a great coach and stuff. He changed the mentality. And that's really all it is. It's the mentality. You know, if someone thinks, you know, special teams is for, you know, the Rudy Pools and stuff, they ain't going to do nothing. When we got with Urban, he changed the whole mentality of, you know, how the special teams can change the game and broke it down in the percentage of where a person lands on the field from a kickoff starting at the other side of, you know, their five or on R15, what the chances are them scoring or a person on a punt team blocking a punt, what the percentage is of a person blocking a punt, pretty much, you know, he installed that in our heads. So we had to make sure the best people were on the team, not the, the worst people, because they knew – it can be the small things. It's those plays, the small plays that can change a whole game. And he emphasized, he in basically instilled those things in our head. From high school, I played on a lot of special teams already. I was on a kickoff return. I was on a um, uh, what punt return and everything like that. But there, he wanted the best people and all. I played all the special teams. Um, F1. I was on punt. I was on punt return. I was on field gold, I was on kickoff, I was on kickoff return, you know, I was on all of them. And then started and played every single snap uh, for most of the time in my whole career. I think I missed one game uh, my whole career out of the four years and, and played as a freshman. So, and I played in all all the special teams. It was pretty much on all the special teams. And he made sure that the best people were on the special teams Every single time, the best people wanted to be on the special teams. You want the best people. Hey, hey, What's that? Tell, tell, What's tell that? 
tell the people who ate first um, on pregame meal or any meal we ever had. Special teams. Special, special teams is first. Special teams. Those people wanted to be on special teams because of that. It's mentality. That's what I'm saying. It was a game changer for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Special teams is the biggest thing. Obviously, NFL. That's yeah. how a person can stay in the league because of special teams. Told you. People stay in the league because special teams. What's, what's the boy's name for the Patriots? Is it Slayer? Uh, 18? He, he makes like the Pro Bowl every year. From, mm-hmm. from special, teams. special teams. All he do is play special, special teams. teams. He's like the sixth Special teams. teams. Special teams. Every, it's every the most important. It's pretty much the most important thing. I mean, it can change the game. I mean, how many times I mean, Percy, what? He, in the, in the, uh, in the Super Bowl, what, he ran the kickoff back? All right. Kickoff return? Yeah. Changed the game. <laughs> we, we win it. You got to think about them punk returns. Those are, that can be the, the, the defining, you know, uh, play in the game. Uh, what was the last one I just saw? Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, kickoff. Uh, who who is that? Look at, look at, you can even look at Brandon James. Look how Brandon James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, B. James. B. James. Change. Game changer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, B. James. It was something I just watched or a highlight where somebody blocked the kickoff. Uh, not the kickoff, but the uh, the field goal. And they won the game. I don't know what game it was. I don't know if it was NFL or if it was uh, college. But I saw some blocked the field goal, you know, won the game. Field goal. Kingston, Carson, it's a big one. And then, and then, uh, hey, uh, which which national championship night did you enjoy better? 06 or 08? 08. That's 08. Hands down. 08. Was that game better? Environment? Better environment. I'm going to tell you. I mean, it was better just for me in general. Oh, 26, 2006, to be honest, I don't think anybody really cared about it. 2006 championship, except the seniors uh, on there, we was really coming in there for a mission. They, you know, you know, Ohio State, you know, they was talking trash, talking shit the whole time. They really thought they was going to blow us out, and we knew we came in there for a mission. We was coming there, you know, taking it down, and we was getting out. I really thought we was going to win 2007. I didn't even think we was going to win. To be honest, my projection and our was, you know, when Percy and Tebow and all them guys were uh, were juniors, we was going to win. I didn't know we was going to win 2016 or 2006. I knew for sure 2007 we was going to win. We didn't win. So I said, no, for sure, we're going to win in 2008. But I was projecting 2007, 2008 was we was going to win. 2006 caught me off guard, but I was ready. You know, it was everything lined up perfectly, and obviously we took – you know, the opportunity and made the most out of it. So 2008 was the best one, hands down. For me, I think, uh, for a lot of our people, I think it was the best team uh, ever, national championship, just with all the talent we had, uh, with all the injuries we had, and still won a national championship. It was just crazy. We had so many injuries and still came out on top. And, I mean, anybody could play. You can put anybody in, and it's like it was no, like, 
no loss. It was no loss. I mean, just it, it didn't matter. We just had weapons everywhere, which was just crazy. Offense, defense, it was just a madhouse out there. I think so, it was the, the best one. So, Keith, besides the national championships, obviously, what was your favorite memory as a Gator? Um, it could be on the field, off the field. What was your favorite memory? Locker room. Locker room. You know what I'm saying? That's my, my memories. You know, when you had that camaraderie and you, you do – when you you know you bleed you know with your with your with your people out there you know hard so I mean we worked hard um, that's why we won the national championships in, in in general I mean I'm 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 more than sure we work harder than everybody else uh, out there from the um, you know the massacres that we had St Patrick's massacre the uh, Valentine's Day uh, massacres to all the stadiums we ran for just losing the game. Nobody wanted to run those. Nobody wanted to lose because we didn't want to run the damn stadiums. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just the mentality, and everybody had each other back. It's, it's a lot different than how it is now um, with the camaraderie, with the, the team, with everybody having each other's back, with having that accountability factor, um, and, you know, just the brotherhood. I mean, I think the locker room in itself, we can all – if we all just – we cannot even talk to each other in general. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I don't think I talked to Ahmad. I don't know what, I don't know, maybe like four weeks or something. I don't know. But we get on the phone, hey, what's up? You know what I'm saying? It's just, we back. I see, hey, what's up? You know, anybody that played on our teams, it's that, that, that brotherhood that we had, you know, together. We, you know, we just had each other back no matter what. I think I spoke on, uh, on Pouncey the other day, uh, with ESPN about, um, you know, um, on, you know, taking up, uh, you know, his, his teammate out there with the Steelers, you know, just the brotherhood and the loyalty that we had for each other. Like, nobody could, you know, say anything about us. We was down. We, we, we go in the back. No matter what. Say whatever. So, I think it's just hey, that, that hey, camaraderie. Hey. What's that? I had, we, I had Zach, uh, Zach Smith on one of my other podcasts, and I asked him uh, his top five. Uh, alpha males while he was at University of Florida. Who, who give me a top three? Just dogs, guys you want to take into a, a bar fight that you wouldn't. No, that you want to. That, yeah, oh yeah, that you wouldn't want to fight on that on that team. Either way. <laughs> oh, you mean on 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 our team? Like, how, yeah. Uh, are you talking about just in general in Florida in general? On our team, in Florida team on that team. On our team, which which one? The 2008, like all of our teams? Or? Eat all of your teams. Give me five. five. You got two, two, two national championship teams. Give me your five. Uh, let me think. Uh, man, there's too many. I mean, all of us was dogs. Oh, let me think. Uh, <laughs> we top five, man. Don't oh, get scared. Okay. I know Ahmad on here, bro. Don't pay him no mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he knows he's not in the top five. Nah, yeah. <laughs> not me. I'll be, I'll be my top twenty-five. Not even your top one hundred eighty-five. Yeah. Uh, uh, I ran the show, so everybody. Let me. I can't, I can't even. You put me on the spot. You put me on the spot. Let me think. Uh, cause we had so many. Solid. Boom. That go one. Who? Who? B side. B side. Yeah, B side. Definitely top. I almost fought B side. Yeah, it won't matter, but it. Uh, Cohen. yeah, B side, one Cohen. of them. Cool. Cohen. 
Joe Coy, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trap. Yeah, Joe Coy. Oh, yeah. Trap. Uh, so, you know, that that's uh, Marcus Thomas. Um, I mean, you got the Pounceys. Uh, you know, Spike. I mean, shit, everybody on the team. I'm going to tell you, the, the, like, name, the, the name that uh, shocked me. The name, the name that shocked me when he said his list was was uh, Roddy Cooper. Oh, I forgot about Coop. Yeah, Coop. Oh yeah, Coop. Coop. Yeah, you don't mess with Coop now. Nah, for real. Coop, <laughs> Coop, 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 Hey, bro, like, they like, ain't nothing can happen right now, bro. Like, he retired, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. they ain't going to take the trophy yeah. away. They ain't going to do none of that. What happened to Cool, yeah. man? Yeah. Nah, ain't, not, ain't nothing. Ain't nothing out. Cool, just know, <laughs> just look at his hand and just ask him about what happened to his hand, you know, with his hand. You know, why he, why he don't got the feeling in the bottom of his hand, uh, you know, just ask him about it, what, what happened there uh, in there. So... I'm sure Cooper would be glad to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, uh, yeah, yeah. Coop out there in Ocala. That's my yeah, dog. So tell the people what you're doing nowadays, man. What are you doing? Oh, well, shoot, man. I'm doing a lot, man. So so right now, um, I'm working on uh, my, my student athlete, um, Dale. So good vibes. Uh, athletic, so greatness over own destruction. So I'm getting that that going again. I stopped it for a little bit, but I'm getting that going. I have a, a sales and marketing uh, company that I have right now, where um, we work with some of the largest, um, you know, companies out there with phones, and um, and I partner with you know big retailers and everything like that. So sales and marketing firm, I'm, I'm working on. I got one that I promoted out that's actually in Ocala. Right now, so that's why another reason I go to to Florida every month as well. Uh, but my main one is that I work with, you know, on a daily is the the sales and marketing uh, one, and then my back one that I'm I'm uh, working on is the the, the sports one, the the good vibes athletics, uh, where we helping you know student athletes in that transitional phases from um, middle school to high school, high school to college, college to you know, professionally, just changing the mentality of putting, you know, the education uh, first, figuring out they, the true goal in uh, letting sports be their second door, secondary goal to get them to where they want to be at in life because sports, you know, can be here one day and be gone another day, and that's just how it is. That's just life and how it works. So kind of change the mentality and, and pushing education and books and financial literacy uh, on these young kings and queens and stuff uh, out in the um, in the area. That's awesome, man. Well, Keystone, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. It's uh, it's always good to talk to you again, and uh, we'll definitely have to get you back on in the uh, in the future. Got a lot of stories to share. Definitely, you, but, bro. Uh, is there any anywhere yeah. people can follow you on uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so on Instagram, I'm um, more underscore updates so more underscore updates so m-o-o-r-e underscore updates so u-p-d-a-t-e-s uh more underscore updates 
If I'm on that good vibes, I'm on that thing. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you having me on, Keystone. We'll definitely have you on in the future, my man. Hey. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And next, next time you come on, you got to tell them how I smash you on that fourth and one. All right, next oh, time. Geez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, hey, you know you got the helmet. Crushed crush helmet. He smashed, my, he smashed my face mask. So we, we, we hit so hard, he smashed my face mask, but he got stuff on that fourth and one, though. <laughs> definitely, definitely got in the end zone. <laughs> I love it. Well, Keith, we'll have you on the future, my friend. All right, man. Appreciate it. Go Gators. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. Go Gators. Yeah, yeah. Dope interview. Keystone is a uh, buddy of mine from college. Always good to have him back on the show or have him on the show for the first time. Hope to have him back on in the future. Uh, you know, with all that being said, a uh, couple big news, uh, pieces of news that came out uh, for the transfer portal. I'm sure this is just the beginning. I'm sure there's going to be a couple more. Uh, but the biggest news that we have is that Felipe Franks, uh, former Florida Gator starting quarterback, uh, injured right now, uh, probably through the springtime. Uh, Felipe Franks has announced that he's going to either seek out, uh, go into the NFL draft or transfer into another program. Uh, so what do you think that that does for Florida's QB room? Uh, what do you think they do moving forward? Um, and how do you think that this affects uh, you know, the team uh, right now? Uh, right now, I think there's really no immediate impact as far as uh, what we do and you understand know how we're moving forward. Kyle Trask is, is the seemingly starter. I mean, he's a starter. So I don't think on, – on the way it really will hurt us if, if Emory was a guy that was possibly transferring. And as of now, there's no smoke of that. So I think right now we have your, your two guys. Emory would be a red shirt sophomore at that point, been on campus three years. So you have two veteran guys and you have your freshman. Anthony Richardson coming in, so you have a well-rounded quarterback room. I wouldn't mind taking a sleeper in this class, but I don't think so. I think one is going to be what it is. Uh, the Joey Gatewood visit or smoke that was out there uh, has been shut down. Uh, apparently, it was mutual. I don't think it was mutual. I'm pretty sure Dan just said, hey, we're good at quarterback. Uh, our room is fine. So that's the news right there as far as the quarterback. How do you think it impacts us? If it does, do you do you, do you think because they shut down the Gatewood thing that they're pretty confident Emory Jones sticking around? You know, with Kyle Trask coming back as well. Yeah, that's how that, that has been my take. Yeah, with uh, I think Emory and Gatewood are similar skill sets. Uh, Joy Gatewood's a bigger kid, probably could run between the tackles, probably more durable running between the tackles, just because he's a bigger guy. But out of high school, they both struggle with accuracy. I didn't see a reason to bring him in and, and start all the way over with developing him. And you got Emory that would be his third year in his system. And they're the same guy, same year, and could possibly push Emory out. So I didn't see a reason for them to, to really chase Gateway. It just didn't make sense on paper. But shout yeah. out, before we move forward, man, I got to give big shout out to Felipe Franks, man. Um, me and Amon talked about this earlier. Bro, it's real deal sad. You know what I'm saying? I was sad for the kid because – I mean, he catches a lot of criticism, but he's a good kid, bro. And then his t the talent's there. He got some bad luck. He got injured. Kyle Trask was too productive to bench. So it is what it is. He had to mm -hmm. move on. I mean, it's been an elephant in the room since he's got hurt and Kyle has stopped playing well. But I think mm -hmm. Felipe Franks is an NFL quarterback. I don't know what's his decision is going to be next. Does he jump pro? Does he give it? Uh, college another look because he can't play spring, so it's more sitting involved. So he can't do a combine. He can't play spring football. So it's a little 
It's gonna be interesting to watch, but shout out to Felipe Franks, man. Um, love the kid. You, love everything you, he's about. Great teammate. What do you I think, think it's very. What I think, think it's uh real classy for him to wait to the end of the season. Sure. To announce because he could have did that anytime during the season. What's up? Yeah, yeah. There's some there are some rumors that this has been obviously in the works for a couple of weeks now. Uh, so where do you what do you think he does? I mean, do you think he transfers? Do you think he has a shot at making the NFL? Um, what do you, what do you think? And then do you have any idea of where he might want to transfer or might be a good transfer? Uh, a lot of speculation out there, man. I, I, I really don't have no, no, no strong legs that I, that I go out and limb on and say a certain school is interested in, but there, there's a lot of interest out there for Felipe Franks. I just don't know what type of, um, feedback he's getting from the NFL because he's entertaining some NFL talk. Um, whoever would draft him was like will, will most likely be real late, maybe even undrafted. Who knows? But I think regardless of what he is, he's a dev- developmental quarterback with a lot of upside. And, and it's just terrible quarterbacks get drafted these days just because they can throw the ball real far or do something crazy. Mm-hmm. So he, somebody's going to give him a shot. And then yeah, what he does no, from there would be that- up to him. Yeah, I mean, obviously he improved quite a bit, uh, you know, last season. You know, we saw some some good things this year. I'd be curious to see if he goes to a, a little bit more of a pass-heavy offense, you know, maybe something in the Big Ten, maybe a Baylor or an Oklahoma, a school like that. Obviously, LSU is going to be in need of a quarterback, so that might be a really interesting kind of full circle for him. Uh, you that's know, what, if he goes that's, that's what makes it nervous, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pot- or He's potentially go out before. west, you know? No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you just never know because I don't know who they who, who Florida State bringing in. You just don't know, man. But oh, I, I, I didn't mean out we, west as in Florida State. I mean out west as in uh, like your your Washington State. I mean your other schools, you know, out there, California, somewhere. Arizona yeah, I don't State. see him going out there, man. I, yeah. I would see like SEC, ACC, maybe Big Twelve type program come mm-hmm. out there. We'll see, man. Um, it's a lot. It's just a lot to unfold. But I mean, I'm cheering for him. Still, over your hive. You know what I'm saying? Gator. Once a Gator, always a Gator. Yeah, no, I got to know him, gosh, probably five years ago when him and his brother, maybe six years ago, when him and his brother camped to Friday Night Lights when he was a, between his sophomore and junior year of college. Uh, just an, an unbelievably nice family. Got to know him and his brother and his mom uh, while they were talking to them for probably about an hour and just great people. Uh, always wanted to be a Gator. Uh, didn't work out right away. Obviously came uh, you know, onto the team and, and struggled through a lot of adversity, a lot of hatred, a lot of vitriol, a lot of people that didn't like him for seemingly no reason. He was able to bounce back, you know, led the team to 10 wins last season and, you know, was playing well the season before he got hurt. So certainly wishing the best of luck. Hopefully he makes it in the NFL. And certainly if he doesn't make it in the NFL, he always has Major League Baseball to fall back on, which isn't a uh, bad option either. Absolutely. Well, sure. uh, well the other transfer was, was my man, um, Cruel. Lucas Cruel. Yeah. Lucas Cruel, the tight end. Just for death reasons, I think it affects our tight end room, but I don't it think does. he he hasn't he hasn't really been that productive this year. Um mm-hmm. blocking. He don't feel blocking. Like it, it just wasn't a good like I don't think he really ever just back to football from baseball. It just mm-hmm. wasn't it didn't look like it was a good fit. That move may be mutual as well. I don't yeah. think you know what I'm saying. I don't foresee him getting any better at tight end, at least here. Maybe he goes somewhere else and get a spark, but Two years, he was still looking a little out of place. So yeah. I don't. It affects our tight end room for death purposes. We need. We only got one in this class. I won't mind us getting two now. Maybe we get that back with kid. We'll see. We'll talk about that later in recruit segment. But I don't think that immediately affects us as far as uh, t- 
talent wise. We just need to get more bodies there. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, the, the biggest thing that it does is it affects uh, your uh, your your room, right? Because you have behind him, you have Lang, right? And Lang didn't necessarily look like the most athletic uh, going out there catching that ball that was at Kadarius Tony threw. Uh, oh, unfortunately, so he's from the five six one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't. You duck got it. him, and then you have Key. You have uh, Zipper, right? And, and Zipper got a little bit of burn this year, but not much. Um, I think he even redshirted this year, so you know he's coming back, but he didn't get to play much this season. So you know, obviously, Pitts is probably your number one tight end in the country going into the season next year as a junior. So you have to almost imagine he's going to probably leave early. I know that you know when we talk to Trevor Sikama, it seems like you know these GMs and coaches in the NFL are already salivating over him. So just worried. Obviously, Cruel would have been a senior so that doesn't affect if Pitts leaves early it just affects if Pitts gets injured um so they definitely need you know either that Beckwith guy you know I know they're going after Washington um they're going to definitely need more than one tight end they're going to need to be able to get out there and, and get out there early because Dan Mullen has always been a guy that's utilized that tight end position absolutely I agree with that um since so we're talking about possibly leaving early and 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 uh, juniors and whatnot. Let's talk about possible juniors leaving early. We know C.J. Henderson is pretty much a lot to leave. Um, there's been a lot of smoke out there about Kadarius, Tony, Trayvon Grimes, or even maybe Slayton leaving. Uh, I, I don't. I think all those are like iffy. I don't. I don't really agree with neither of those three leaving early. But there's a lot of smoke out there. Uh, I think Marco comes back. I, I actually, I actually heard Marco might be possibly leaning today. I actually heard that today. Oof. I actually heard that today. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the first time I heard it. I'm not sure, um, but, uh, you know, I guess. I'll find out more on that one. Uh, I haven't talked to Chad at all, but I'll find out more on that one, man. That would be a, a huge loss if we lose Marco. You're yeah. talking about a lot of inexperience on the back end. Um, but let's just go Let's go one player. To, uh, let's go one at a time. Uh, let's talk about the receivers that may leave. I think that that's just big, just as big. Uh, the, the two guys that will be returning and will be – Absolute returning starters would be Trayvon Grimes and Kadarius Tony. What's your mm-hmm. feel on that, man? I think those losing to those two guys, like and losing what we lose in our secondary. I don't want to go too far and jump ahead of myself, but I think we take a step back in year three if all if all those guys leave. Yeah, I mean that's your worst case scenario, right? I mean you you lose Jefferson, Cleveland, Hammond, Swain, Tony, and him, or and uh, and. Uh, Eight, that's a lot. Yeah. And that's a, that's a ton of production. Um, obviously, you have some some decent players behind there, but they don't have much. You know, they don't have much burn on them. You know, Jacob Copeland's obviously mm-hmm. a guy that has a lot of potential, and he's shown some flashes. That's the only guy that's, that's ready, that's, right? yeah. That's, no, Copeland is definitely ready. I'm not I'm not worried about Copeland being ready, but that's the only true wide receiver you have right. coming back if those guys leave. I mean, mm-hmm. Pitts, you can line them up anywhere, but the only true receivers you will have coming back would be. Copeland. Yeah. And Pouncey yep. has to sit a year, right? And then we're going to get into the transfer. No, I heard he's a grad transfer. Oh, is he? Okay. Um, yeah, so, he'll be available and, to play. And I know that there's some other guys that are out there on the transfer market as well, but you, you've really got to worry about that wide receiver room. And then, you know, Silk, you mentioned it too. If you lose CJ and Marco, as much as I like Elam and Kimbrough, and, you know, some of these guys that we just recruited, including Pouncey's brother, I'm, uh, I'm real nervous about about what we do at that DB position, especially because the safety position, I don't know if it gets much better next year either. I'm not – like, I just know, like, I, I'm still more nervous at receiver. Let me let me just – I'm putting it in perspective. I, I, our offense 
our whole offense was passing this year. Uh, in the preseason, we said this is probably our best wide receiver room in a decade. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the best wide receivers room in UF history on paper. We're losing that whole room to a pass-happy offense. You know what I'm saying? And it just reminds me of us losing the whole O-line room last year. It's just like it just gives me bad vibes, man. So I'm praying that Grimes and somebody come back for a pass-happy team and Kyle Trask having a veteran wide receiver group in a in a real talented room that just helped everybody involved, man. So I just think that's our biggest question mark right now. Is Grimes and Tony coming back? And if not, how do we like so so, uh, so listen to this. If if all if if Grimes and uh and Tony leave, you will have lost nine, including LaMichael P run, nine of your top ten pass catchers this year that would have accounted for all but let's see 8 12 14 16 all but 16 catches this year will have been including kyle trask getting one so 15 catches by other people um out of 293 would return oh plus uh plus copeland so 20 so 35 of 293 catches will return yeah i don't don't, guys to be honest with you and i gotta say this like my opinion opinion on it um, I could be wrong. It's just an opinion, but I think those guys make a mistake. I'm not going to talk about I'll talk yeah. about the receiver, this, the receiver room. I think Grimes needs to come back. I think he needs, he needs another year. Do mm-hmm. I think he's going to make it in the NFL? Regardless, yeah, I think Grimes is big and physical enough and fast enough to make it make NFL rosters. Regardless, uh, Tony needs to absolute come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, even what he does, like little stuff we think electrifying. That stuff is not working in the NFL. That that stuff is not real life. Mm-hmm. All that cutting and moving side to side, like that's t- that's not what it is. He needs to come back yeah. on the route tree. He needs to come catch some balls. He just needs to be more. You know what I'm saying? Like even with special teams, like Black always harp on that, being able to do a lot of things to make rosters. He needs to do a lot more. Even return kicks. Swain's gone. Go, go jump on punt return. Get some more film, some more plays. I just don't think he's made enough plays. Or done enough at wide receiver to go get drafted. I think he could probably go UDFA. Mm-hmm. Like people, people may think I'm sounding crazy. I think he could go undrafted. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and he makes he makes plays. You know, he he jukes guys out like crazy. But then, you know, I, I've seen him juke three, four guys out, and then running quicksand. You know, so I, I mean, I'm I'm not the one to talk about speed, but damn, I ain't. You know. <laughs> He's going to make you miss, but, you know, like Shook said, in the league, it's, it's a little bit harder to make make a, a lot of guys miss. So. Now, on paper, Tony's fast. Like, he's a track guy, so on paper, he runs, but I think he looks faster cutting than he does straight ahead in games sometimes. I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Now, he's moving now. Like, you know, yeah. you, we got to understand the NFL is a whole different type of speed. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. It's, it's right. a, yeah, linebackers run four fours, bro. Yeah. 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 And not only just speed, but they also know how to tackle. Yeah, right. Well, uh, well I, I <laughs> tackle better. Yeah, uh, it's just a toss. <laughs> I will say, you know, these guys are, are you know, better equipped to 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 withstand them, them jukes. So, and then only one that scratched my head, and I just know, like every all the scouts see his potential, and that's T.J. Slayton. And I think his lead, his departure would be detrimental. Too. We got to get these juniors. That's not like we're, we're about to get into some recruiting talk. But the biggest recruiting for Dan Mullen right now is recruiting those guys not to go pro. Mm-hmm. 
we got away with it last year. Uh, Polite left, and we was able to. We got a blessing with Jonathan Grenard because without mm-hmm. him this year, it would be real ugly. I think we got mm-hmm. a four loss season without Grenard. Yeah. So, um, no easy. And if he's come back, you know, who knows? Maybe Florida's undefeated. Correct. You know, if he's not, like, if, he's, if he's healthy against LSU or yeah. against Georgia, I mean, it might be bold of me to say, but I think that that game is different with Jonathan Grenard in. So, Jonathan Grenard very well is a four game swing for the Gators this year. Yeah, and that's the type of like saving of a get that was with recruiting. So right now, I think our biggest thing for Dan Mullen before we get into the recruiting talk and all that talk is to recruit these juniors to come back because I think absolutely um, Slayton, the receivers need to come back. Uh, see, I, I got CJ's definitely gone. I'm gonna see what's up with Marco. I wouldn't be shocked if Mar- Marco left. Because, I mean, he got the previous two ACL tears in the past. Mm-hmm. Don't want to chance that again, especially being your senior year. So I kind of get it. But I'm going to talk to his pops and see what's up right now. Um, I, I, uh, we'll see. That that, that would be yeah, all, bit- all those guys are big L's, bro. We need them back. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, I, I'm a Marco Wilson fan, huge Marco Wilson fan. Guys, I don't, I don't know if I see Wilson in the top four rounds. And it's not anything to do with Marco Wilson. This is just a really, really deep cornerback room. He's coming off an injury. He didn't have probably the best season. He certainly got better towards the end of the season. I just don't know if the scouts are going to look at him and be like, wow, that's a guy that, you know, was worth leaving early for again, injuries aside, God forbid he gets injured again next season. That's terrible. So I, you know, I know sometimes you have to just make that decision and just let your play on the field. Once you get there, you know, win you that job, but at six feet, 190 pounds with a guy that, you know, has a, you know, with coming off an injury that, that kept him out for an entire season. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a smart decision. And I know Chad's got these guys coached up, and you know they'll make the best decision for them. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't think, know. I think he's got a lot to prove still. If, if 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 this is one thing, if Marco does go, it's not going to be I got to feed the fam, go right, yeah. or or, or uh, I'm reaching go. I think if 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 Marco goes, his dad's going to get the absolute best advice. He's going to talk to all the scouts because I mean his dad's an NFL guy. His brother's in the NFL right now, so I think they're going to make the, the absolute right decision at the end of the day from the advice they get. So I don't think it would be a reach. So I, I respect what decision they make, but yeah. man, oh, I, sure. I think I think personally, Marco could use another year, man, just to be more physical. Um, as, as an athlete, he's going to test crazy too because he's a, mm-hmm. Marco's a freak athlete. He's one of those gym rats, man. So uh, of course he's going to test well, but I think they're gonna, a lot of people going to question. Both our cornerbacks' toughness this mm-hmm. year and whatnot, man. So we'll see what happens with yeah, the, with the I just, uh, early departures. There's a lot to watch, especially the bowl games. Yeah, I just, I just Marco goes yeah, out there and get a, a pick six and does a lot of crazy stuff I'm that we know uh, he's going for real, for real. It, it helped. Uh, it helped Henderson, right? So um, I uh, or not Henderson, um, uh, Chauncey Gunner Johnson. Uh, I just looked at like three or four different draft websites while we were talking. They have Marco Wilson ranked anywhere from Walter Football has him ranked as the twelfth best. Uh, cornerback, uh, which is which is fine. I think that he can probably test up from there all the way down to some of these websites. Had him listed somewhere in the twenties to to almost mid twenties. So you know, it really depends on how he does. Obviously, he's going to show out. He's going to do really well. Um, he's going to be super prepared for the combine. But I don't know if, if he's if, it, if he if it, if he's grading out like fourth round, and his dad think he's going to be a fourth round again next year. You know what I'm saying? Like if what they're saying is stuff he can't fix, like he, they're just going to go. 
But I don't want to talk about we'll we'll have more information on the next show. Mm-hmm. How about that? I'll yeah, yeah there you go. You know. But let's talk about some recruiting, Dan. Yeah. All right. Hey, Ahmad, uh, you want to uh, give your opinion on the recruiting class? <laughs> hey, man. hey, let's do a mod run of the week before we get into recruiting. How about that? All right. Mod run of the week, bro. All right, Dan. The word of the week is flossing, Dan. Oh, flossing? yeah. 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 Like, like, the, like flossing from like all of the old rap songs from years ago? All right, flossing, Dan. Yeah. Um, Just give us what you think yeah, it like, is, bro. Yeah, is it like show, like show, like showing off? Okay, Dan. There it is. The kids, the the kids these days call it flexing. Flexing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah flex <laughs> on them, and 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 the white kids are calling flossing that little stupid dance that you do on Fortnite. You know? there, you there you go. There you go. Oh my gosh. I I think that's I think that's two for two, right? The last two weeks. Yeah, you're getting good at this, bro. You start making me good. nervous a little bit. I, I think I think Dan be Dantavious at nighttime or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm just I'm just reading up, you know. <laughs> it was my it was my visit to the uh, the trap music museum in Atlanta a few months ago that got me. I bet you you know Kodak stuff in there. Yeah, uh, no, you definitely did. Definitely did. And and according to Kodak, he didn't want his stuff in there anyway. Anybody didn't tell T I put that stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 man. Yeah, we just wow. passed uh, the Kodak uh reunion. He wasn't even there, man. Uh, I'm pretty sure he watched from behind bars. Good big right. win for the guy. They, Let's get into some recruiting talk. Yeah, hey, before we get in the, before we get too deep into there, let's uh, give a shout out to our friends over at South Georgia Pecan. Uh, they normally sponsor the uh, the preview, and obviously we don't know who at the, that next preview is going to be. So, I always appreciate our, our friends over at South Georgia Pecan. Hopefully, you were able to use some of their pecans uh, or some of the nuts for uh, for Thanksgiving. Maybe make a pecan pie, whatever. But uh, got Christmas coming up. Uh, if you want, uh, you know, to spruce up your holiday dinner, if you want to do fundraising, if you want to give gifts to your clients or whatever, give uh, our friends over at South Georgia Pecan Company uh, who just signed up for another month with us. Awesome, awesome folks over there. So uh, give them a call, uh, 800-732-2646. Again, anything that you can want, pecans, almonds, granola, cashews, pistachios, uh, other candies, uh, whatever you want, chocolate flavored, white chocolate flavored, whatever. I'll give them a call. 10% off is SGP 10 off the number one. Again, 800-732-2646. And that's georgiapecan.com. Big so, nuts. Big um, nuts. <laughs> uh, we got two commits over the weekend. One of one a grad transfer we just spoke about early, Jordan Pound, see the wide receiver from Texas. Is transferring his, transferring his younger brother Ethan Pouncey, defensive back from Winter Park, Florida, four-star commit. Now, uh, a formal Rat Pack. We got mm-hmm. him in the, in the building. Um, big time get for the defensive backs. Uh, we needed. We just need guys like that. We got to keep guys like that in state. He's mm-hmm. local. He's near the school. Uh, a guy that can play corner or safety. They decide that later. But he's a, he's fine enough at safety, man. Uh, I'm not that high. Just got to keep it a buck and be honest. I'm not that high on the wide receiver, Jordan Pounds, his brother. Uh, I trust the staff. I, I mean, they probably know that we got some guys leaving early. Man, mm-hmm. something we don't know. And yeah. they just reassuring themselves with a, with a senior guy that they could probably come in and play for us right away. So, But I'm not that high on that transfer. But it's a one-year guy. I'm not mad at it. Is it mm-hmm. one or two? I didn't get that I information. Think, yeah, I think he has two years. Okay. 
Yeah. So okay, cool. Uh, I ain't mad at it. Yeah, Jordan Pouncey uh, played five games this season. Two passes, nineteen yards. Uh, didn't do much. Uh, played a little bit as a as a freshman. Obviously, a guy that. Uh, you're going to want to see how he does. Um, you know, I know Florida recruited him back when he was in high school. Uh, he went and decided to go out to Texas. Texas is a team that really struggled last, you know, this year. I don't know what's going on over there. So, you know, maybe uh, some fresh, um, you know, blood or, or fresh, you know, whatever, uh, you know, fresh scenery, whatever it might be, you know, give him an opportunity to, uh, to really show out. Um, I just found out, I didn't realize that second cousin to uh, Marquise Pouncey and Mike Pouncey. So, uh, comes from a, a good lineage, but, uh, Jordan Pouncey on the other, or Ethan Pouncey, pardon me, on the other hand, uh, really like him, really strong defensive back. Uh, like the way that he fits in, uh, with, uh, with Jahari Rogers, uh, and Avery Helm, Avery Helm's going to, I think need a little bit of time just cause he's playing mostly quarterback in high school or yeah. Quarterback. In now, high school, Avery, so. Avery Helm is real. I'm gonna yeah. Say yeah. Right now, the Avery Helm is going to be real good. He, he's played a lot of defensive oh, yeah. back this year, but he played quarterback. Uh, yeah. he, I think he's probably the best athlete out of that bunch. Oh, absolutely. No, I love I loved uh, watching his film and everything else. But, you know, you throw in uh, Torrance and, um, you know, Travis Johnson. I, you know, I, I really like what Florida did in the defensive backfield. Nice DB Hall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited to see what they can do this uh, this season. But, uh, but Ethan Pouncey is a good get. You know, like you said, Silk, you want to keep those guys, especially in Winter Park, you know, here locally, four-star guy. He's what our seventh or so ranked prospect. So, uh, real solid get. Since we're talking about um, our DB room and how well we like that, what's your, what's our biggest concern right now on the recruiting trail, in your opinion? Uh, running well, back. Well, <laughs> mm. Man, they still don't have one, right? I mean, you're losing Michael P. Ryan. You know, I, Malik Davis, you know, maybe another offseason, you know, he might be able to get his spark back. Uh, but we didn't get to see much out of him this year, you know, like the way that Damian Pierce played, but, you know, frankly, you know, Naquan Wright coming in, you know, we didn't get to see much from him. So, you know, Florida needs at least one, if not two, uh, running backs this cycle. And I know that they're looking at Marks. I know that they're looking at, uh, the other kid, uh, whose name is Henry Parrish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Previous Marks. Yep. Um, uh, Jamar Gibbs. From Georgia. And I know we're looking at EJ Smith, right? And I know EJ Smith just Correct. got into uh, to Stanford, so I don't know what, what that does for him. So, you know, I'm curious to see, you know, what Florida does, but, you know, you're getting to a point where you're 16 days away from early national signing day. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I like Marks. <laughs> I think Marks is my guy uh, if I were to, uh, to pick uh, one right now. But, but that's my biggest concern uh, right now. What about you, So? I'm not concerned about running back. I know we can get okay. two, two of those three guys. I, we need running backs. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned with the running back recruiting overall. Sure. But right now, right now, I know we can. Uh, uh, Marks is a guy that we can get. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he's leaning towards us right now. I, I would like us to take two and take him in Parish. Uh, okay. I think Jamar Gibbs is going. Jameer Gibbs, however you say his first name, is going to end up uh, at either Georgia or Bama. I don't think we're going to beat the big boys out for him. And, and to be honest with you, I love Gibbs' talent. I think Gibbs is just as good as uh, Bowman. Okay. I go on record saying that. I think he's going to be a phenomenal uh, running back in the future, bro. Uh, but I think I think running back will be fine. I think we'll get we'll get a running back if not two. Wide receiver. Yeah, why, that's how it's actually just what I was about to say. Yeah, that's just like I don't know which direction we're gonna go, and 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 the big guys that we're after, uh, Xavier Henderson, a younger mm-hmm. brother to C.J. Henderson, uh, four-star wide receivers, pretty much down to us. He he eliminated Clemson, so it's us and Bama. 
for some reason, I don't know. No, no, uh, no, I'm sorry. Clemson's back in the pitch. Clemson yeah. has the last visit. Yeah, Clemson has it, the last visit. It was supposedly down to us in Bama, but now I'm just, I found out this week that Clemson has the last visit before signing day, which is in the recruiting world, never a good thing. Nah, especially when it's Clemson, right? Yeah, they've been, I mean, in my mind, they've been leading for him the whole cycle. So for them to get the last visit, that kind of scares me. So um, I don't, I don't love Florida's chances there. I don't feel good. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to be a negative guy. I just try to be as positive as I can, bro. But I do not feel good with that recruitment. Now, Arian Smith is a guy that's mentioning us, but I haven't seen him visit. You know, like I just don't know if the interest really there. But he's one of those guys that has the big schools like Georgia and Bama. That's who we're competing with for those guys. We got to win those battles eventually. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not mad that we're in t- with we're late with these kind of guys, but we got to win them because we're late. I, I, we're, we're late, and I I, I no, wonder no. if you don't see – sorry, Black. Hold on one second. Uh, I don't know if you don't see Florida start to announce some of these decisions of your Grimes and Tony if they're going to leave pretty soon to try to get these guys that are fringe or Henderson – your um you know your smiths and those guys to say hey guys nine of our top 10 pass catchers from last season are gone so you can come in we're not sure if leonard man is going to qualify i think things are looking a little bit better now that's what i'm about to say next yeah. like, like we're, we're like and i love i love uh manuel's talents but he's a we're in this position because rj henderson didn't get in last year wide receiver so yeah. we're taking another academic risk again this year with manuel our best wide receiver recruit yeah, I'm, I'm, you, I'm a little worried about that room. Yeah, and then you throw in, you know, um, Robinson from the year before that, who was our best wide receiver commit, right? So correct. You got you got to get him in, right? Yeah, I mean, I think Brian Robinson is a kid. I think we can land, but I don't know like where he's at on our board. This is what it is. Um, he was supposed to visit over the weekend. That kind of changed. I think the staff don't have him that high on the board, so they're kind of like positioning visits as they have guys on the board. So I know Brian Robinson's a guy that we have some interest in, but I think the big fish are those two guys. Also the Portier kid, the wide receiver, which is uh, – I'm forgetting his first name. I hate I hate when I do this. Um, but his last name, Portier, the average the average fan that follows stuff and know who he is. Uh, he's pretty much down to us. It's like a school like Syracuse or some other type of school. So that's a guy I know we could get, but yeah, talent-wise, you know what I'm saying? Like what do we – like what are we doing? Yeah, like I, and I like him. I think he could be developed into something good. But eventually, man, like all this stuff, like I'm, I'm with all the three stars and getting the dogs on campus, all that. But some of these evaluations are right. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. them are. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. And and I know there's Malik Heath too, right? He's a guy that committed to Dan Mullen when he's over at Mississippi State, didn't qualify, ended up going to junior college. You know, committed still to. I don't think he ever uncommitted from SRT, committed from Mississippi State, so he's still committed there. He visited Florida this past week. Uh, I think things look good for Florida, and I know that you know him and Dan Mullen and, and Billy Gonzalez got reconnected, but still, he's still going to go back to Mississippi State this week. And um, you know, I don't, I, I again don't love Florida's chances. Again, I mean, I think that they're doing a good job of getting these guys on campus. I just sometimes I just wonder on their ability to, to close down on some of these guys. The word on Heath is, and this always scares me with JUCO transfers, is if we get Heath in, he's ours. We if we could get him in yeah. next month, because he's he could get into Mississippi State. Mississippi State, he's pretty much set. He's qualified. He could get in. We don't know that yet, but we could get in with Heath. If, if he could get into UF, we get him. 
and that would be a huge uh-huh. get. But well, we, we haven't been that great with academics and getting people in, so I'm not too excited about nope. that, that, even that news. No, and, and the higher that Florida continues to rank on that U.S. News and World Report, you know, now they're number seven, the tougher the standards are going to be. It's just it is what it is, and Florida's going to have to figure out a way to to kind of balance that. But, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm what you have to, to say. So, uh, it, it, it's just hard because, you know, yeah. we want to be, you know, we, we all about academics and whatnot. Uh, but, uh, but in a little bit, we're going to be Notre Dame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah. it is, it is a college, Girl. right? At the end of the day, yeah. like, at the end of the day, but you know, upset so. that my that my degree is now worth more. But it's also one of those situations where Notre Dame has this problem, Stanford has this problem, uh, UNC Chapel Hill has a little bit of this problem, Michigan has a little bit of this problem. It's just not so that to, easy anymore, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's bigger things at stake. Well, like me and Silk talked about before, and you know, I'm sure this came up in a conversation before. You know, when 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 it's so hard to get into school. I mean, the people that actually get in aren't the sports going type of people. You get what I'm saying? So there ain't too many, you know, we complain yeah. the students yeah. not coming to the game. These people ain't here to come to no game. Shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Shit. They, they don't give a damn about no game. Shit. Who was that quarterback at Ohio State that said, I didn't come here to play school? Uh, oh. Cadero. Uh, Cadero uh, uh, Jones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cordell Jones, whatever it was. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, it's a different landscape. So, you know, Florida's going to, you know, have to balance that again as a graduate. I'm happy. Like, Hey, just continue to climb those, those rankings. But, you know, it is, you know, the issue that Florida is going to have to handle. And, you know, they've, you know, always had, you know, some tougher standards. There's that math credit that's out there, uh, and everything else. So, you know, while those standards aren't drastically, uh, you know, different than some other schools they are going to continue to to rise and your schools like mississippi state and everything else are going to be able to to get some of these guys in the florida might not be able to and so dan mullen's got to know that when he's recruiting like hey you might have been able to get an rj henderson into mississippi state or something else but you know it's forward and it's going to be a little bit different yeah i'm good i feel real great about our d-line boy shout out to david turner uh recruit monster right now man he's just walking around on the trail slapping people around doing what he want to do um and it's looking like it's going to be that way again for the 21 class. Yeah, and I think Tim Smith uh, is a guy that's committed to Bama right now, four-star defensive tackle out of Sebastian from Florida. I think that's a guy that we can flip. Uh, they feel really good about him. It's just it's, the overall room, man. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll close fine at defensive line. Gravon mm-hmm. Dexter's already in there. Um I think Johnny Brown's an underrated recruit. I still think he should be recruited. Mm-hmm. He should be rated higher. His, his senior mm-hmm. film is is bananas, man. So shout out to David mm-hmm. Turner. He got that room turned around fast. We should get some recruits Absolutely. in there. Shout out to Antoine Powell too. I, you know, I don't think that he gets as much coverage as, as he does because he's up in Virginia. I really like the way that he plays. I think he's gonna have a big impact in Florida as well. Correct. Yeah. Only thing about him is his. I think he had to have another sh- that shoulder injury again. Uh, yeah. So he had to have mm-hmm. surgery again, but. Other than that, yeah, defensive end, defensive tackle, we're doing, we getting some players. Linebacker, we got Wingo. Uh, Christian Robinson ate the year before, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. defense, second day, like we, we already talked about the DBs and the recruiting there. So de- defensive recruiting has been what it's need to be, which is shocking mm-hmm. because our head guy is an offensive guy. So I think we got we got to up our game on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know if we need to yeah. shake the staff up or what we got to do, but we need to close strong. If we don't close strong, because we – if we're at seven in the AP poll, it's very tight team. We win our bowl game. We're a top five team. That I mm-hmm. think and those type of wins and back-to-back seasons got to reflect on the recruiting trail. You got a problem. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, absolutely. And I think that you have to you have to worry about I don't about care what your facilities look like either. You know, yeah. what I'm I don't care about none of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't care what Bama got. I don't care what Georgia got. If you have top five seasons back to back, you win a 10, 10 wins back to back, you got to see that on the recruiting trail. You got problems. Well, yeah. And I mean, I have some question marks even of offensive line. I mean, I know we got Isaiah Walker, uh, you know, who's a highly touted guy here in Florida. And then they had, uh, you know, Richie Leonard and Gerald Mincy are guys that, you know, I know a lot of schools were going after as well. But I don't think any of them are, you know, one, two year project, you know, are, are there at least one or two year projects. Right. I mean, I like Isaiah Walker. I think he's going to be a good player. But he's not got good weight on him, right? He's he's not well, as strong. He's gonna be a dog. I'm not too. worried about that. But, but, Alignment is or not? I mean, you just want to take but, those but guys. This, to play no, I I agree. But this yeah. is this is my thing. You know, Florida is going to have to recruit better on the offensive line. If I just name three yeah. people, and the only one that we we can think about is maybe one, you know, saying, hey, I think he might be good, right? Yeah. Because you know, there's some guys from this last class that are gone, you know, already. So, um, you know, there's a there's a huge cause for concern uh, at that offensive line position, you know, the, the tight end position, right? So, you know, Florida's got to recruit better, you know, at running back. They've got to be able to get some of these, these playmakers. I like Frazier's and I like – um, uh, manual if we can get him in. But at the end of the day, we don't have that next playmaker. And if you're going to lose potentially nine of your top 10 guys, who's going to come in and be able to make those Kadarius Tony type plays? I like what Marks might be I, able to do. I like what some of these guys might be able to do, but you, you've got to stack that room. Listen, um, and that's another thing too. Like I, when I cut on tape with these guys, like, like, and this is just my opinion. I think a lot of our guys, when we look at them, our commit list, they're the same guy receiver. You know, like I think all of them, are, you tell the type of guy Billy wants, 6'2", uh, a, a bigger, uh, big body guy. Uh, I know he likes to block. But I don't know if we have a true slot. Who's our true slot that they got on camera? Kadaris is gone. That was McElwain's guy. Who's our slot? Yeah. I agree. You know, so it's like it started to call like like to me. I just like yeah. the room. I think you gotta have a variation of everything, man. Mm-hmm. And certain there's certain guys when you turn their, their highlight film on, like I don't care what their stats say as far as this guy's height, weight, and all that stuff, bro. When I call on the tape, this guy blows by everybody and make plays. He's highly ranked. We need to get him on campus. That's just what it is. Like I don't like, and I respect these guys' evals. And we said this before in the past, but they gotta be some type of balance, you know. Because, like you said, offensive line, we've seen what average offensive mm-hmm. line play or below average offensive line play get us. And that gave us mm-hmm. – we couldn't run the ball this year. All right. And I like Jonathan Odom. He's a super nice guy. And, you know, him and I talked Friday Night Lights for probably 20 minutes. But, you know, he's not a, a Dante Pitt – or uh, not a Dante Pitts, a, 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 a Pitts type of, you know, tight end either, right? He's your blocking – you know, kind of in-line tight end play, you know. So I don't know what, you know, Florida does to potentially replace Kyle Pitts because you have to imagine that he's going to leave after next year. And I like Keon Zipper, you know, quite a bit. But, you know, I'm not sure he's the and same Pitts also was a guy that already committed to the University of Florida. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They kept him in the fold. I'm just like, offensive mm-hmm. recruiting got to step it up. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. hop on it. But, I mean, we got to closing day and see how this thing finish. I think we can finish with a top seven, eight class. Anything below that, but there should be no reason that Florida's not. Florida's got to be a top five class. If you're going to have a top seven, you know, team, you got to be a top five, especially with the amount of talent that's here. And, you know, Dan Mullins had a pretty good job of keeping a lot of this talent. You know, this year, you know, in Florida, you know, his class is made up of 
you know, 15 commits in Florida and, and five commits from outside of the state of Florida. So there's a ton of talent here to stay local. I think Gervon Dexter is a five-star. Um, in my opinion, I think Derek Wingo is a five-star, in my, you know, my opinion. But you got to close yeah. on some of these big guys. And I don't think Florida's in the mix for any other top 50 offensive linemen in the country. So that's that's concerning. So Yeah, you got up we'll the see. offensive line. Yeah. Uh, a lot, got, lot of we, projects on the offensive line. Yeah, we got, we got 16 uh, days until National Signing Day, which uh, you want to plug uh, the big three-roll thing real quick? December 18th, we have an early signing day party at Underground Public House downtown Orlando. Uh, we're cranking it up at 9 a.m. in the morning. It's going on until like, pretty much everybody leaves. Uh, we have drink specials. I'm not sure exactly what the is right now. TJ haven't given me that information, but I'm pretty sure most of the time we have signing day yeah. events, if any, there ain't nobody buying drinks. So just pull That's up, right. man. We're hanging out. I'll you know be there, saying? too. Hey, you coming? Oh, shoot, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. You usually don't show up to stuff, bro. It's impressive. I've shown up every year to National Signing Day. Sometimes I show up, <laughs> hang out all day. Sometimes I show up in a suit, hang out for like yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how we play. You did get two custom suits, so you might want to wear one. I'm right? not going to wear a custom suit, Ahmad, to a place called Underground Public House. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you would. Sorry, now. And then our final segment of the night is always sponsored by our friend Sean Gibson over at Gibson Dive and Detail. Again, anything related to boat detailing, underwater hull cleaning, dive recovery uh, down in that Tri-County, South Florida area, Broward, Miami, Dade, Palm Beach County. Give Sean uh, a call over at Gibson Dive and Detail, 352-514-1486. Sean's a big fan of the show, a uh, big supporter of our show and everything that we do. So definitely give Sean a call, 352 352- 514-1486 and you know the routine if you don't live down there but you have a boat you know have a friend that's a boat a relative that has a boat you want to buy a boat whatever it is just make sure that you have sean's number uh in your phone again 352-514-1486 so ahmad we kind of talked about it with keystone more and i don't know if we have the full story on how you ended up with it so tell everybody how you ended up with the number 35 <laughs> all right so <laughs> It's crazy. Hey, uh, right. hey, I tried to set him up, you know what I'm saying, with the with the uh who's the greatest third thing. Then I set you up, bro. My bad, bro. Nah, it put works because it's actually people who wear 35 because of me. So I may be the greatest ever wear. And I, and yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. You Sometimes go. you gotta set a trend, bro. You I go. think Anus Williams might have something to say about it, but whatever. I, I look, I said it on accident. So let me tell you how it happened. All right. So <laughs> I came in early. I was an early enrollee. I came uh mid-year. Um, and I wore 22. I wore 22 uh, that that camp, so 07 camp. And, uh, you know, I got a phone call one day from Coach Heater. And Coach Heater was like, hey, you know, we got a, a small problem. And I'm like, what's up, Coach? He was like, well, we got two t- number 22s because at that time, Kay Holiday was number 22 as well, um, Coach Holiday's son. So he was like, we got two number 22s. And that's a problem because you both play special teams. So I'm like, all right, you know, what are we going to do? <clears throat> he was an upperclassman, so when I was a freshman. Um, he was like, well, you know, there's uh, two options. There's number 10 and then there's number 35. Now, this whole time is in um, that spring in, in this fall camp, I've been, like, getting hurt. I was pulling hamstrings. Um, you know, I had a rough beginning, a rough start. So um, when he said 10 or 35, I had a chance to get number 10. And I'm like, cool. It ain't even no question. I'm not going to get 35. Who the hell, hell going to wear 35, Dan? Not me. Mm. So, so, when <laughs> I told, so when I told him number 10, he was like, okay, cool. So. I got off the phone, laid down for a little bit. You know, uh, it was in between class and practice. Got up and went, you know, to the facility for practice. 
And uh, I'm <laughs> I'm getting my stuff out of my locker. And Coach Heater comes up to me. He goes, hey, uh, you know, I talked to Coach uh, Meyer about uh, switching the number. And, he's, and he thinks you should get number 35 until you prove yourself a little bit more. I was like, oh. You know. <laughs> so I just remember getting that on, bro. And Cam Newton was was just he was joining the whole way to the to the uh to the practice. <laughs> he kept calling me he kept calling me he kept calling me K Bub, Macau with the three and Bubble for the five. The man was playing the whole day to my K Bub, and I'm like, dog, I'm blow. Whole time I was blown. So whole freshman year I played with that shit or whatnot, and then. Um, I had a great spring after that, so you know, I'm, now I'm in the mix a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then when, when we come back in, in fall, um, I think I was gonna get number eleven, and then, and then Riley got it. I, I wasn't too interested in having the same number as somebody else, so it's kept thirty-five. I love it. Well, then uh, hey, g- give us a couple sentences how you ended up with the uh, lovely number forty-three with the Bucks. All right, so <clears throat> got got to the Bucks, and forty-three ugly as hell. It was a lockout. It was a lockout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super ugly. You know, it was a lockout. Um, and I just remember going to the equipment room for something, dog. And I looked on the pa- on a piece of paper, and it had the roster, and it had the numbers. I didn't even know what number I was. I was yet. And then I seen I'm scrolling down, and I was like, man, I can't even. I don't even see my name. Shit, I got past the twenties and the thirties. I'm like, what? The, shit, them ain't gave me no jersey. Cause I know I ain't finna be forty, nothing, fifty, nothing, sixty, nothing, seventy. <laughs> I know I ain't going that house, so I don't even see my name, bro. So I'm really about to ask dude with my name. You know what I'm saying? And I say, man, let me just go up a little bit more, bro. I see 43, and I'm like, man, what the? I'm like, all right. You know, I'm, I'm going to just pull a Joe Hayden on him. Because I think Joe Hayden came in and gave him 39 or something like that. They and did, yeah, yeah. Some crazy shit. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to you know, hit him with one of them. But then I kind of like, you know, so I, I like to be a trendsetter, though. I want to be different. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I was like, man, let me just keep it. So... I, don't even, I mean, I just kept it. I was, I'm clean out there on the field every game with it on. Oh, man. I love it. So, 35. That's a hockey number, guys. It's a hockey number. Oh, speaking of which, uh, that was a good segue. Speaking of which, this Thursday, so in two days from the time that you listen to the show, if you live in the Tampa Bay area, it's Tampa Bay Gator Night uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Silk, Ahmad, myself will be there. Uh, Silk's going to drive the Zamboni in between the second and third period. We're going to have like a meet and greet question and answer thing going on. But with the Tampa Bay Gator Club, with Tampa Bay Lightning game, uh, Thursday night, 7 p.m., Tampa Bay Lightning versus Minnesota Wild. Tickets are for sale online. We'll drop the link on our uh, Twitter account, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Uh, tickets are $42. You get a pretty good seat to the game. Then you get a scarf and then you get to hang out with us. Um, and they're giving a donation back to the Tampa Gator Club. So definitely see you guys out there. I know a bunch of you guys are going to come out there. Uh, we might try to organize something either before the game or right after. So, again, Thursday night, Tampa, December 5th, 7 p.m., Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Minnesota Wild. So that's it, boys. Let me try the Zamboni. Just one time. Just one time, bro. Just one time around the ice. Who got the song this week? <laughs> Is it me? Is it my turn? I think I have a lot of time. That's on me. So what are we going to do today, man? Oh, my. You have one more chance, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, bro. Last time, bro, you really let the set down, man. So <laughs> I, need, I need you to be focused. You got your mind right? 
<laughs> All right. I don't need you to be whiffing out here, man. We, we, uh, <laughs> we, we, we put on that Rod Wave green light yet? Oh, okay, little Rod Wave. Let's get stressed okay. out. Let's get a little depression in our life. All right, you know. End of the season, <laughs> man. End of the season vibes. The season went by too fast. You know what I'm hey, saying? Hey, man, Rod Wave got the problems of a 70-year-old man. He's 20. And he's he 20, right? Right? <laughs> man. man I mean, he just started paying bills, barely. You know <laughs> I've been heart been broken so many times. We've been dating since you was 10. Yeah, I'm trying to see, man. This man tripping. I don't know, man. It's some dope, man. I love Rod the tunes of Rod Wave. Can't, can't go wrong with Rod Wave. Gotta love it. Hey, same stadium. Same, I mean, same corner next week, fellas. Same old That's corner. right. At the same stadium. Yep. At the same stadium. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to everybody sending me uh, DM pictures and whatnot of that uh, that corner. That yeah, was just dope. Gotta love it's it. Dope. We appreciate you guys. See you guys Cam, next week. Take us away, baby. Yo, Nash, you go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, green light. Pistol in the party don't seem right. Liberal off that molly can't think right. It's about to be a fucking green light. I get in my feelings off that hand, dog. I'm gonna be this way until the end, dog. I got too much on my mind and I cannot get it off. Gonna be a homicide before noon. It take the good die young. Green they light. Be the first ones to leave. Ace told me keep my scrap, but now he resting in peace. If I ever catch the nigga who killed him out on the street, I'ma tie him to my truck and drive that nigga to the beach. Ain't tell a nigga rest in peace. Uh, trying to blind a nigga. Fuck it, jump in the bucket. Let's go find these niggas. All I need is a half an ounce of weed. My brand new AR-15. I'm gonna make a nigga bleed. Ain't tell him leave it in the street. We gonna put it in they life. Spin his block with that Glock. He jumped the gate and left his bike. Niggas get knocked out they socks when they get hit with that bike. Or they jumped out with that top to introduce them to that green light. Okay, green light. Uh, pistol in the party don't seem right. Liberal off that molly can't think right. It's about to be a fucking green light. I get in my feelings off that hand dog. Uh, I'm gonna be this way until the end dog. I got too much on my mind and I cannot get it off. Gonna be a homicide before noon and take a loss. Uh, green light. Uh.